The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Welcome in, everybody, to Payoff Pitch. We are Action Network's MLB betting podcast. It is Tuesday, June 27th, full slate, 15-gamer, coming off a short Monday slate. Brendan Glasheen with Sean Zarillo and Anthony DeBundo. Uh, we're here every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday during the season. Big ups to Zarillo and BJ Cunningham for covering ground yesterday. We've got DeBundo here. He'll weigh in on his Dinger Tuesday picks later in the program uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. Uh, as we normally do, we start with best bets. Sean Zarillo, where are we eyeing uh, a potential look today for a best bet? Yeah, I like the Minnesota Twins, both for the first five innings and the full game. Bryce Elder, I think, is a solid pitcher, but he continues to outstrip his underlying metrics. 2.4 actual ERA, but expected ERA, expected fit, both closer to 3.8, so that number three starter territory. His batting average on balls and play is 270, strand rate 83%. Major league averages for those, 296 and 72%. So at some point, going to start allowing more balls and play for base hits, some point going to allow more of those base runners to cash in, and his ERA should float up a little bit. Uh, Joe Ryan, to me, is maybe the best starting pitcher left standing at this point, everybody else has gotten hurt. But in terms of expected ERA, Ryan at 2.4, he is six-tenths of a run better than the next closest qualifying starter, which is Zach Eflin at 3.04. Pitching models amongst more than 115 pitchers make him the 11th best starting pitcher in baseball in terms of pitching plus. Bryce Elder, 97th out of 115 pitchers. So you can see the relative difference in how I would rate these two starting pitchers. The Twins, though, also have the offensive splits advantage here. They're actually okay against right-handed pitching. They rank top 10. They're bottom 10, bottom five even against lefties. Actually, bottom three, 28th against lefties. So, Twins getting the better of their offensive split here. Ryan, a way better starting pitcher than Bryce Elder. Uh, and just lastly, the matchup actually decent for Ryan, too. Started throwing a splitter this year around 25 30% of the time. 
the one pitch type that the Braves have struggled with are splitters. They have above average pitch value against every other type of offering. So has a weapon to neutralize the Braves as well. The specific weapon you might need, Shohei Otani, not too many guys throw a splitter, but Joe Ryan does have it. Hopefully it's effective against the Braves tonight. I don't know how much is in that sample for the Braves. Again, not a lot of people throw a splitter. So maybe it's a limited sample of negative value, but it is the one pitch that they're showing negative run value against. So Twins first five to plus 105, full game to plus 120. My two favorite bets for Tuesday slate. Excellent. They are at plus 125 right now at Bet MGM. DeBundo, Joe Ryan, 14 to 1 to win the Cy Young Award. And he'd bet him at 30 to 1. Get a quick thought on Joe Ryan's spot tonight against Elder. Yeah, I'm going to touch on the game more so in the underdog section as well. Okay. But uh, I am stunned by this strikeout number. I, I just bet it. Uh, I just was curious. So I pulled up the number uh, five and a half minus 115 at Bet MGM to the over. Uh, his strikeout rate, 27%. If you figure he'll face, you know, about 24 to 25 hitters, uh, he goes over that comfortably against an average lineup on average. And then you factor in that uh, Truist Park is pretty good for Ks. Uh, so that's a favorable strikeout environment uh, in Atlanta. And that Atlanta's got a pretty high K rate. They chase barrels. They swing in, uh, you know, they swing for the fences and they will strike out. They strike out at an above average league rate. So pretty surprised to see the number at five and a half for, uh, Joe Ryan, I bet the over. And I think uh, it's interesting that he did lose some stuff off the splitter in the last few starts. Tanner McGrath, credit to him for pointing this out to me. Uh, but it looked more close to normal in his last outing. So, you know, the splitter is a new pitch. It's something he worked on in the offseason. Really impressive numbers the first two months. Had a little bit of a lull. He got hit a little harder. He was leaving it up in the zone. Um, now it seems like he's maybe figured out the mechanical tweak there and, and gotten it back closer to normal. So, uh, I love Ryan as you all know, so I'm backing him again in this one. And, uh, I'm going to, uh, play the over five and a half strikeouts at Ben MGM Been having some more fun with strikeout props. It's a really fun sweat and uh, trying to learn how to project them a little better too. So, uh, I like the over there. Okay. Your best bet for tonight does feature the Philadelphia Phillies, but you are not taking them on uh, a side. You are looking to the total. They face the Cubs. What do you got? Yeah, the wind's blowing in tonight at Wrigley Field, 10 miles an hour. Uh, the market just, you know, bookmakers are waking up, I guess, uh, and putting up totals here. Uh, MGM put up an eight and a half flat, even money. With the wind blowing in 10 miles an hour and two pitchers who are generally pretty good at limiting hard contact, I love under eight and a half. And I'm actually kind of shocked by this number. I think it should be closer to seven and a half, eight. Uh, with the wind conditions being the way they are. Also, from a situational spot, it's not great for the Cubs lineup. You know, they play uh, two games in what is essentially cores. You know, the park factor for London uh, on Baseball Savant is right right around cores. So I think that was a, a pretty good read generally, you know, saying this will play like Coors Field. Well, co teams coming out of cores traditionally don't do as well. It's like a, it's a weird situational spot trend where, you know, the ball moves differently uh, when you're at the plate. You know, it's not something you're used to and, and pitchers have more movement. Uh, well, you throw in that with the jet lag for this Cubs lineup, you know, flying across the pond. Uh, it's like a 1 a.m. body clock. Sean and I were talking about this on Sunday uh, for the Cubs hitters, too. So it's a weird situational spot for them. So, you know, the, maybe the bats are a little bit off as well. Certainly a possibility. Uh, either way, Ranger Suarez has been really dominant in the last month. The command is back for him, and, and he's really kept the ball on the ground. So with the wind conditions and everything, I, I do like the under 8.5 uh, at even money. I don't like doing this because I'm going to spew out loud and think out loud, but this is very similar to what we talk about in the NFL, right? After the London week, yes. now a lot of cases, the team gets the bye week. You have that choice. 
realize baseball, different sport, crossing sports on the podcast, I know. But uh, if some teams do actually like to play or they choose to play the following week, and I think the record isn't all that great. I know. Yeah, I, I think right Brandon now. Anderson did some really good work on this where he said like you know, overs yes. against the team's defense. And that comes into Got the T, right? You know, you're, 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 so that suits your argument off. for an over, right? Well, uh, this under, is my, well in this case, it's fatigue for the team's lineup. Yes. Got it. So, you know, the the the, uh, the under would be more of a play. But we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. I do have a play on the other game with the Cardinals as well. I, sh- I should mention, I had been planning on blindly betting both the Astros and the Phillies with the two teams coming back from London. Uh, the, one, the one issue, and I don't know if Andy Anthony thought this as well, but when I projected these games out, Now, the market has not opened widely for either of these games. In fact, even looking at offshore markets, they have not put up these lines for these games. Only a few domestics have, which I think is interesting because the offshores are like, we know we're going to get destroyed with potentially Phillies and Astros money if we open this too low. When I projected these last night, I actually showed value on both the Cubs and the Cardinals. I had to (laughs) manually adjust... I had to manually adjust both of them down based off of a travel adjustment, uh, which I made up, but I think is a thing. So yeah, I moved the line a few percentage points away from them. Both teams coming back from London. I had planned on kind of blindly betting against both of them. I'll probably parlay the Cardinals, or I should say the Astros and the Phillies, just to have some action against this jet lag you know, situational spot that is really difficult to handicap because you can't quantify it. I came back from Europe last week. I was dealing with jet lag for like three days. It takes you a minute to, you know, how, come how are your bets? What's that? How are your bets? I mean, that's when we really, uh, you know, the first couple of days were good. And then it, then it tanked over the weekend. <laughs> so who knows by the time my brain was catching back up, it, it got worse, but uh, yeah, no, it, it's an odd situational spot to be sure. Uh, and along with Anthony, I also kind of thought that maybe the under, would be the way to go at hitters a little sleepy at the plate, what have you. But I I think uh, it might have been intelligent for the Cardinals uh, to leave Jordan Montgomery at home, maybe, to start this game, like keep him on the same clock at least. I know he, him and his wife probably wanted to go over to London and enjoy that. But yeah, the very, very odd competitive situational spot for both the Cardinals and Cubs today. All right. Talk about twisting your mind in a pretzel, trying to get mm. that sorted out. Yeah. Um, okay. Very good. So DeBundo's on the under, Phillies and Cubs. And I'm going to be betting it too. I, I made it seven and a half. It just hasn't w- opened widely enough yet for me to be able to give it out yet. But yes, if it's at eight and a half, even if it's at eight, even I have it at seven and a half. So eight, even money is still a bet for me. Eight and a half better. And the under is at plus money, plus 100 at BetMGM mm-hmm. right now. Yep. Okay. On to uh, finding out if we're going to fade the public or not. That's what people want to hear from you. Baseball talk. Bulk of the tickets and cash coming in on the New York Yankees over those Oakland Athletics. Uh, Oakland, what a fun team just to talk about on this podcast. They have lost uh, two straight, but they've lost a lot of games lately. 20 and 60 on the season. Looking at the uh, money line number here at BetMGM, Yankees are minus 140. Oakland only a short, plus 115, only a short underdog really in this game. A total set of eight. Zarillo, how do we want to bet Oakland and the Yankees tonight? Yeah, I'm playing the Oakland Athletics, but for the first five innings only, I believe they have a starting pitching advantage with Paul Blackburn going against 
I, I don't know if it's pronounced Johnny Brito or Yanni Brito, uh, but Blackburn over Brito is a starting pitching advantage for me by about quarter of a run, half a run. Um, the Yankees, though, do have a bullpen edge, a significant bullpen edge. On the season, their expected FIP about 1.4 runs better. That's roughly where I have it in my model. So I make the Yankees 55% favorites for the full game in line with the market, but I make the A's minus 105 favorites for the first five innings. The Yankees are really struggling to hit with Aaron Judge. We've seen the A's at least functionally score runs this year, but just given the starting pitching advantage, the way I project these starters relative to one another, Blackburn over Brito. So make the A's first five favorites. Can bet it to about minus 102. It has moved uh, roughly there, but um, yeah, would not touch the full game. Just first five here. Bundo, you got a thought here with the A's being uh, underdogs at home, uh, just plus 115 though tonight against the Yankees. Yeah, I took the uh, A's run line and I don't usually do this, but I I think it's an interesting case here just because of how dominant the Yankees bullpen can be. And I'm not sure how Oakland gets any runs off of it. And so if this is like a tied or one run game, uh, you know, going into the sixth or seventh inning, I'm feeling very good about my plus one and a half. Uh, even if I wouldn't feel nearly as good about my money line, just because of how dominant, like I said, the Yankees, you should talk about it, Sean, top five bullpen by every metric you could possibly look at. Uh, I, I think uh, Sean understated this Yankees lineup without judge uh, since June started, which is roughly when judge went out. Uh, they have a 69 WRC plus that is worse than Pittsburgh. And um, we've, you know, I'll have a thing about Pittsburgh in a minute, but that is pretty remarkable when you consider that, you know, they were only like an average lineup with judge. Now, some of it is bad, but block, like they've been really bad with batting average on balls and play, and that probably won't continue. Uh, Stanton went into a cold slump right as judge got hurt, which certainly hurts this lineup. But yeah, I mean, Blackburn at home is just traditionally been uh, a solid mid-level starter. So Brito with his walk issues could run into some trouble here. I'm a little worried about him in this outing uh, and laying, you know, as a solid favorite. So I, I took Oakland run line. I took to minus 140 now. It's about as high as I would go. Uh, I like the A's here to keep this game competitive, even if they don't necessarily win it. All right. You read my mind. I pulled up the June numbers for some of these Yankee hitters. They are averaging 3.3 runs per game, 66 runs in 20 games. As a team, they are batting 195 batting average. Stanton in the month of June, 7 of 58, 121 batting average. It's not good. On base, yeah, I wish I could. Hard. Yeah, wish I could easily find the splits because when Judge Judgment's time earlier in the year too, and they also had a ton of trouble scoring then as well. So I, I wish I could easily pull up a split of Judge no Judge for Yankees lineup, but it has been very stark. If he's not in there, they really don't score runs. I mean, they're you watch the Yankees broadcast and they're like relying on Billy McKinney as their like clutch hitter of late. They're like, you know, here comes Billy McKinney, the Yankees hot as bad of late. And you're like, ugh. That's that's not a situation you want to be in. So yeah, and they've kind of played to their park a little bit. It's been a lot of solo homers and two run homers to kind of power you know power this offense. They haven't had much else. Uh, that's a lot harder to do in Oakland than it is at Yankee right. Stadium. Mm-hmm. That strategy. They haven't gotten on base at all. OBP two fifty six. Some Oakland love tonight. We shall see. The best way to learn a language: immersion, living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way, and that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. 
Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Okay, let's pick a dog. Each of you, Zarilla, who do you like today as an underdog? My dog likes your dog, your dog likes my dog. Yeah, going with the Milwaukee Brewers. I bet them yesterday, going to bet them again today. The Mets, in my opinion, continue to be overvalued. I've bet against the Mets a ton lately, and we're going to keep it going for Tuesday. Uh, Julio Tehran, a guy I've bet on a bunch of times this season. His strikeout minus walk rate, even after walking four guys in his last start, is still at its best level since 2016. He's been pretty solid throwing a cutter this year. Used to throw a slider majority of the time. He started throwing it harder and modified it into a cutter. And now he has both a slider and a cutter, which I think has helped him a little bit just in terms of messing with timing, you know, similar movement on the two pitches, but one's coming in at 85, one's coming in at 79. So it's almost like his slider is a changeup for his cutter. And we've seen other pitchers do that. Corey Kluber, I think was the one who kind of started popularizing that. And it sort of took off throughout the league after he won this Cy Young. But yeah, the, the cutter has been pretty effective for Teheran, showing good command. And again, a, another situation where I project the underdog starting pitcher as better than the favorite starting pitcher. David Peterson has gotten shelled this year. His strikeout minus walk rate, expected FIP, all of that stuff kind of in line with last season. But his expected ERA is north of five. His actual ERA is north of eight. Yes, a 404 batting average of balls in play, 60% strand rate, both unsustainable, but he's gotten hit very hard, which is why his expected ERA is north of five. So... The Brewers here made them closer to plus 115. Could bet them down to plus 125. Again, another spot where even though I project a starting pitching edge for the Brewers over the Mets, I'm not betting the first five because I think that market is correct. But I think the bullpen definitely leans Milwaukee. The Mets bullpen is just an absolute mess right now. They they were so reliant on Edwin Diaz being able to lock down leads by throwing two innings every now and then that now that their starters are going shorter, they don't have Diaz to lock down two innings every game. The bridge has gotten extended to get to the end of the game. And then by the time it gets to the end of the game, everybody's tired. So it it's incredible how, yes, they were constructed poorly, but also one injury completely dismantled what their plan was in terms of managing that bullpen. So uh, Buckshaw Alters, I can visibly see his frustration. It's hard to completely blame him for the season falling apart when a lot of their offensive players have completely regressed and they didn't really do a good job building him a bullpen, but uh, at some point they're going to change things up, uh, unfortunately for Buck, but it, it seems like this Met season is trending towards being over. Wow. That was really sad. Way to give out. Uh, I mean, it just, it is like they're, they're a mess. So sad. Uh, you know, they, they never, got aggressive playing their kids. They finally <laughs> traded Eduardo Escobar last week, but they should have, their plan should have been from the beginning to just let the kids play. And they sort of like teetered on, should we, should we not? 
that's been the one the one thing you can nag Buck for is he he kind of buried Francisco Alvarez for a little bit. He didn't do a good job playing the rookies. Uh, and now the season's over and they have time to play them. They should put like a the succession theme song over like the Mets walking into the into the <laughs> into the building now every time. It's really sad. Um, okay, Debundo, you mentioned you'd get back to the Twins. You like them today as well. Yeah, you know, this is a lot of market love for Bryce Elder because, you know, I, I mean, obviously the market knows that he's not a one nine two ERA pitcher. You know, they know that he's not that and the market is not pricing him at that. Uh, but even compared to like his expected indicators and what the projections like the bat says about him, uh, they opened him as a road favorite against Aaron Nola and Philly. Uh, now the market took a ton of Philly's money. But that, that stayed for a long time until the next morning when it finally got hammered uh, closer to game time. And now he's, you know, minus 150 against a guy who I think is a top eight pitcher in baseball right now. Uh, and and I know the Twins lineup has had its issues, but, I, you know, um, I haven't seen on, on Royce Lewis, but I'm imagining he'll be back in there tonight. Uh, so that's a nice little bump. And uh, Buxton didn't play last night either. So not quite sure on Buxton. But I'd imagine he'll be back as well. Yeah, I projected them both in tonight. So, you know, Buxton and Lewis back in that lineup adds a lot of pop uh, and makes them a much more formidable opponent. And Atlanta's bullpen has gotten absolutely taxed in the last weekend. I mean, they, they played a wild weekend series in Cincinnati where their starter did not go deep in any of the games. They were forced to go deep into their pen. And then even Monday night, you know, Strider does go seven, but they still had to use McHugh uh, and then get the save as well. So they've used a ton of bullpen. Whereas the Twins have been relatively rested. So, you know, even the edge, you know, this Atlanta bullpen, which is very, very good. Um, you know, Iglesias has not been himself. He has not been normal Rizel Iglesias. Uh, he's given up a bunch of runs. He's struggled to keep clean innings. Uh, and so, you know, that's another potential area where, you know, as a minus 150 favorite, it's just crazy for me with Bryce Elder. Uh, and the, the regression will be coming at some point. Like I said, he does a nice job of limiting homers, uh, but the Twins will barrel their top five barrel team. Uh, so he could run into some trouble there tonight. I like the Twins. Okay, some final bets before we go, and then we'll let DeBundo weigh in on a Dinger Tuesday pick or two or several. Uh, Zarello, a couple of uh, first five looks for you today. Yeah, Brian Wu in the first five innings. I A pitcher I really like and I think gives the Mariners uh, another chance to have an ace level starting pitcher if they make the playoffs the mariners get on a run here luis castillo yes taking a step back but with gilbert woo castillo is a three like that the mariners upside increases if this guy continues to pitch as well as he has three above average pitches per stuff plus four seamer sinker slider projects extremely well in terms of pitch model in terms of my model 246 expected era in a relatively limited sample this season but I actually do think he can carry an ERA in the low threes the rest of the way, which makes him immediately a number two type starting pitcher. Um, Jake Irvin, replacement level guy, expected ERA of around five. But I, I just made this line closer to about minus 240. So if you want to bet the Mariners up to roughly minus 230, the first five innings, that's fine. I included them in a parlay with the Padres first five. Uh, some other things I'd consider betting maybe as well as parlay pieces woo over four and a half strikeouts juiced up uh anthony i believe mentioned joe ryan over five and a half strikeouts 
might end up combining those together too, because I did bet both teams. I like both pitchers quite a bit. Um, and then the other first five bet that I placed shortly before we jumped on the pod was the Detroit Tigers. I don't know why I'm looking for it in my article, considering it's not in there. I bet it right before we jumped on the podcast. The Detroit Tigers, first five innings down to about plus 160. Their bullpen uh, was forced into action very early last night. Matthew Boyd went out with injury in the first inning. Will Vest, who replaced him, went out with injury in the second inning. So they lost both pitchers five outs into the game. Their bullpen should be stretched a little bit thin tonight. But in terms of the first five innings matchup, the Tigers do hit lefties better than they hit righties. Martin Perez has expected indicators in the high fours, low fives this year. He's really fallen off of a clip. I don't project a significant difference between him and Matt Manning. The Rangers should be able to pull away in the late innings, given where Detroit's bullpen is headed in terms of rest, exhaustion after last night, over usage. But for the first five innings, I think the Tigers have a chance to come out ahead. So Tigers first five do about plus 160 against the lefty, comparable starting pitching matchup. And Sean Zarillo's daily write-up opening pitch available at actionnetwork.com and in the app as we speak. DeBundo, a couple of more. Uh, you got a few money line plays you want to give out. Yes. Uh, so Sean and I kind of disagreed on this last night a little bit, at least on the starting pitcher quality. Uh, I think Tyler Wells is a better starting pitcher than Andrew Abbott. Uh, I like Andy Abbott. I think he's been impressive in his young MLB career. He's only made a handful of starts, but he had some pretty favorable uh, environments slash opponents. He gets the Brewers who have not uh, hit a major league team as a lefty all year. They have been really bad against lefties Uh, in his debut. He was good. And then uh, against the Rockies, the Rockies essentially put out a minor league lineup last week uh, against him. They did tag him for a couple of uh, solo homers, but uh, Abbott's been impressive. I like the curveball. I like uh, him being a mid-level MLB starter, but I think Wells is clearly better. I think the Baltimore bullpen advantage is only getting bigger in this matchup. The absolute stretch on this Reds pen and this Reds just starting staff in general is becoming a real issue. Uh, the Reds just called up a reliever. Uh, who has a 10 ERA in AAA and who has given up 16 walks in 18 innings uh, in AAA. And they just called him up because they're so desperate because they got like, you know, much like the Braves bullpen got stretched all weekend in uh, against the Reds. Well, the Reds couldn't get the Braves out either. Then they played last night. They only got a couple innings out of Williamson before the rain came. They had to use their whole, uh, you know, kind of like long depth guys and rain is in the forecast again tonight. So if rain comes and knocks out the starters, I just like Baltimore's guys a lot better for depth reasons. Uh, and I think that at minus 140, that's a pretty good uh, price for them at home, you know, comparable lineups in general. Uh, and Wells, even, you know, the markets still, I don't think have caught up to him, even though his strikeout rate is now at 26%. So he's actually striking guys out now. It's not just inducing weak contact. He's putting up some pretty impressive numbers. Uh, one of the lowest whips in all of baseball. So, you know, I'm buying Wells still. Uh, and I like the O's at minus 140 there. Uh, and then I also like Houston, minus 115. Uh, that puts the Astros in their much better split against Montgomery. But again, just a, a fade of this Cardinals lineup coming off of the London trip in which I thought they were pretty fortunate to even get the win against the Cubs on Sunday, just given the defensive woes for them. And then Dinger Tuesday, I'll give one pick here uh, because I haven't done a ton of work yet. I'm going to be a little bit later just because I'm worried about rain on the East Coast affecting a lot of these games. Uh, but Mickey Moniak is plus 430. 
to Homer tonight. Uh, do expect him in the lineup against Michael Kopech. Kopech, we know about his home run issues. And Moniak putting up really impressive power numbers. The strike, the strikeouts are still there. The swing and miss is certainly very real for Moniak. But I think he's going to bat leadoff. And this season, he has barreled 11 of his 65 batted balls for a 16.9% barrel rate. The power was never the question, uh, but a 30% strikeout rate facing only righties, probably a limited player, but he's going to face a righty tonight. He's probably going to bat leadoff. And I like Mickey at plus 430. Torello, any home run picks today? Uh, we'll go with Joey Weimer to do it again at City Field. Popped one last night. He swings hard. Yeah, when I, when I bet Denger props, I want guys who swing hard, who have high exit velocities. I think I've mentioned this before, but I don't really care as much about matchups. I'm not not trying to get a guy, you know, to get two hits, get on base, not guaranteeing that he's going to face a starter more than twice. Just give me a guy who hits the ball hard or I know swings hard. Joey Weimer is going to do that every time. Yeah, that's why I look at, you know, barrel rate is the one thing you'll hear me. If you read my column, you, you know that, like, I just look for barrels. Uh, and Weimer... 12.4% barrel rate. Yes, he's hitting, you know, 214 uh, and slugging only 410, which doesn't seem great on the surface, but that 12% barrel rate, uh, he uses all fields, uh, has, you know, great raw power. So uh, certainly love Weimer. And if he ever fixes the swing and miss, he's going to be a superstar. All right, gents. Great work as always. Zerillo, DeBundo, you can find him in the Action app. Also, if you're looking to find out if Charlie Disturco is going to fade Rich Hill, I'm sure that will be available in yeah, the app. Yeah, he did. Thank you. As the die. Very good. Okay. Oh, that was that reminds me the stat that I wanted to mention about the oh. uh, Pirates. Yeah. So uh, they have four hitters: Jiwan Bay, Jack Sawinski, Rodolfo Castro, and Austin Hedges. Anybody want to guess how many hits they have in their last eighty-four at bats? The four of them combined. Three. Zero. The answer is zero. Holy crap! Four yeah. regular players for the Pirates. Rodolfo is a little bit of a platoon guy. Four regular players for the Pirates have zero hits combined in their last 84 plate appearances. We're out of at bats. Well, I have that over, so that's going to be I fun. was just going to say, I think Zorillo has the over written in his uh, article today. Okay. It's all right. They're, they're due, as they say. They are due. Uh, yeah, I, I made that total 9.5. Some decent over weather there. I actually wanted to bet a Padres team total over because the Padres do match left-handed pitching, and they should be a difficult matchup for Rich Hill. Uh, so maybe I'll look at some Rich Hill strikeout unders or, you know, over in some fashion for the Padres. But yeah, I, I tried to bet first five team total, full game team total, and nothing showed an edge like the full game total. So Padres over four and a half runs, juice to minus 150, over yeah. five and a half. Is it plus 110? Yeah, I may get 5.4. Uh, so even, even the four and a half minus 150, I needed like minus 130. Um, first five. I made three so over two and a half. I would want like minus 115, minus 120. It was minus 130 when I saw it. So yeah, unfortunately, you know, the the intuitive look is I like the Padres. I like the over. Should probably like the Padres team total over, but the books are wise to that as well. All right. Well, there's your Rich Hill mention. Like it was a mention. It was really a, not, a non-mention now with a mention because of uh, the analysis we just provided. So find these guys in the app if they add anything else later today. Uh, Payoff Pitch, presented by BetMGM, returns Friday morning. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you then. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. 
Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.